That's important too. You always want to... So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets, which brings us really nicely into topic number three, because we're talking about nurturing past clients. If that's what the experience is on the front end, what does the experience look like on the back end after they do become clients? Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. So really, you know, the immediate thing I do after a closing is ask for a review. I do want to know, you know, what they felt their experience was like. I encourage them to put that online. If they want to just tell me privately, that's fine too. Um, but you know, from that moment, they enter into my personal database that is, you know, separate from our MLS and all that stuff. This is somebody who enters my and, you know, quarterly gifts or my holiday cards or whatever I'm looking to do uh, for the follow up. Um, they are going to enter into this database for me. So um, at Christmas time, you know, I might do a personalized uh, ornament or something from a local vendor here and mail that out. Um, so it's important to me that I get a lot of touches with my clientele over um, the time after the sale. So that is where most of my business comes from. It is either my online marketing presence or it is referrals. And I don't spend on Zillow leads, Realtor.com leads, any of that kind of stuff. So if there's people sitting here listening that feel like they need to buy leads, you don't. Um You know, as we spoke about earlier, me building up a lot of the, um, you know, online presence in my tip Tuesdays and being able to become a resource. That's the best way to get yourself built up to that level of being somebody to call and now a professional that they want advice from. Then once you have that client and you give them that great experience, now it comes down to that follow up. Don't let them just be one and done. So um, make sure that you are immediately, you know, I, I like to use a company um, that, that sends out quarterly newsletters. Um, and also like immediately after the sale, they send address labels to them with their new address and stuff like that. It's a quick follow up. It's a five year thing that they do. Um, and, you know, if somebody wants to reach out to me, I'll be happy to give them the company information. But um, you know, that is a sure set way that I know that they're getting the touches, even if I don't. But then beyond that, I have my quarterly touches. I like to do with drop off gifts, mailed gifts. I will always, you know, reach out to them on social media with a personal message. I, I scroll my news feed for congratulations, babies coming, weddings, whatever it could possibly be, even if it's sympathy and mail a card. Uh, handwritten notes are huge. It could be something like they just, you know, graduated, they they won an award, whatever. I want to try to put a note in the mail and congratulate them. And even my cards are branded to me. So, you know, they're my, you know, my face is in their face, so to speak. I, I always do it in a way that would be welcome because nobody likes to salesy things are not me. It's not my personality. 
I don't like to get it. If I open my mailbox and I get a bunch of postcards of companies stuff, it's in the trash in a second. I have no interest in that if I'm not seeking that particular item that day. So for me, I want something that they're going to want to keep, whether it's a football schedule magnet, you know, a lot of people use those. It's got to be something that, you know, they want to hang around. So you could just send a personal note with a little $5 cup of coffee, you know, card, a gift card to Starbucks. And they're happy. Like they, they are so appreciative. And just knowing that you made that touch means something to them because you took the time out of your day to do that. So, um, you know, the follow-up is important, but most of all, I just treat people right. I, you know, that's key. I live by the golden rule. It's not only my clients, it's the people that I work with from lenders, appraisers, you know, closing attorneys, home warranty people, whoever. Um, I have great relationships within my industry. And that is uh, very important because if you're in a multiple offer situation and they know that you are good to work with, Trust me, you you get pushed along quite a bit because they they're confident that you're going to close the deal. Exactly. I'm actually dealing with one of those issues right now where it's a little bit of a difficult deal. My name was on the contract. I am known for getting things done in a nice, clean, legal way, Correct. as opposed Definitely. to some other agents will will do some shady shady stuff. And yep. we're working through this through this deal, and it's like, okay, well, my reputation is 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 great. Um, my clients are my returning clients, right? And it's really when we're talking about nurturing past clients, I think we can alter this topic a little bit and say nurture past relationships because that's really the key. Um, one of the things, um, that I'm noticing is when it comes to the way you nurture your past clients is really by offering them value and contributing mm-hmm. to them in some shape, way, or form, which is exactly what I like doing. I don't like sending mindless shit, right? It's it's shit. Right. It ends up in the trash where it belongs, right? Yep. But if you have the right follow-up plan, you have the right system that allows you to create the consistency, then it allows for you to also create a predictable outcome, which is basically the theme of, of, of all the different three topics that we're talking about here. Um, when it comes to some of the tools or your 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 method to your madness, when it comes to the touch points, like do you have um, like certain things that you always do that you always touch your past clients with, like a market report? Maybe you have the thirty six touch point, you know, set up. Do you reach out to them? Do you call them? Do you text them? Um, what what does that look like from a tactical perspective? Well, for me, it's that company that is my immediate, you know, on closing day, I sign them up for that five year. So that that is my steady, consistent, they, you know, I know no matter what happens in my life, if something happened, and I couldn't deliver, it's always going out. Yeah. So anything I do is going to be in addition to. So that's my consistent piece. And then, um, you know, right off the bat, like I said, they they will mail those um, address labels. So Um, They, you know, shortly after closing, they get another congratulations, even though I've given them a gift at closing and, you know, we've closed out our end. um, They get something in the mail for me within the first 10 days. And um, and then from there, it's usually quarterly. But I always try to pick holidays that not necessarily other businesses are reaching out on. 
like a St. Patrick's Day, a, a Valentine's Day, um, a New Year's Day instead of Christmas, um, you know, because they're getting so much in December. So they don't appreciate it like they do another point in the year. Um, so that's important too. always. You always want to stand out. And, you know, like I said, I try to use local businesses and I always take whatever gifts I'm going to put out. I also put them on my social media. So, you know, doing drop offs today or I'm passing out Kim Jeru's shirts today, whatever it's going to be. And then like when I pass these out, for example, for people having babies, these end up on social media and pictures and videos of their kids. And um, so, you know, any of that kind of stuff is important because they're going to take whatever you've given them and share it. So at Christmas, when I did, I did, I found a company, they use Reclaim Wood and they make ornaments here in West Virginia. So it's local wood too that is used. And, um, you know, all of those ornaments that went out, I saw them back either in a text message to me, showing it to me on their tree, or it was on social media saying, look at what my realtor sent me today. Isn't this adorable? So, you know, you don't have to be salesy. And I, I will never be that way because that's not my mentality. I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't like to be marketed that way. So I will always just kind of make my presence known. And usually that has so far has been very good to me. I have a high referral uh, amount in clientele. And that's, you know, where I get most of my listings now is referrals. So they're seeing how fast I'm selling properties. They visit my properties and they like what they've seen in the house. They say, wow, your, your listing looked very different than others that I went to and loved what you do. Will you list my home? So usually whatever I'm doing with, I, I don't have to reach out and say, hey, will you list, you know, you know, can I list your house? They're saying, hey, will you list my house? They're coming to me. Exactly. And, and that gives you more leverage, right? Because when you're walking into that listing appointment, you're not like, in a way, have to convince them right. because they already made their decision because they reached out. Now they just need a little bit of assurance, maybe a little bit of a push, sign the paperwork and go. Well, once they invite just, me in, then I deliver with the statistics and the the actual data that supports that I sell these homes very quickly. Um, you know, especially in you know the last few years, of course, you know, it's been easier, so to speak, for realtors to sell properties because the supply has been low. But, you know, as soon as homes started to sit already in the last, you know, few months here, where it was 30 days, 60 days, and we're seeing a little bit longer days on market, mine are still selling typically within the first week. Uh, you know, I put on a, a home yesterday, it has an offer today. I mean, this is how fast things are, are going. And part of it is I help prepare them for the listing. So it's really about getting that house in the right shape. So as long as the seller is willing or it's in my financial capability to help them, if they're not willing, the house will be ready. And yeah. if it's, you know, if it's not, then those are the ones you're going to see sitting, even if it's my name on it because they're not willing to take the advice and listen and get it ready. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. I mean, I'm, I'm going through this right now where it's like, you know, I got a, I got a condo that's way, way high. I know it's high. I mean, my we're talking about like it's a it was a four twenty. I got it down to four ten, but its market value is probably between three sixty three eighty. I did a seller job to negotiate an offer from three thirty, or at least I thought I did. 
from 330 all the way to 395. Mm-hmm. And then the buyer ended up walking. They just weren't willing to come up another five to get the deal done. Wow. And I got a call from my seller saying they're frustrated about selling the place. It's not moving. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about it? I just negotiated a 65K and you weren't willing to give them five. You weren't willing to give them really anything. I contributed half of my commission to make sure that you met your net number. You still weren't willing to budge. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you have to walk away, Peter. I mean, it's just, I, I've had what? I, this is, this is the point where, yeah. And it's like, at some point, like, listen, we're running a business. And I told them, I'm like, you know, I'm not in the business of listing properties because I'm going to put money behind it. I'm going to market it. I need you to know that you're on board. Like that yeah. stuff that you're talking about when we're talking about nurturing clients, past clients and relationships, like that is not cheap. Nope. And, and, and that's the thing. Like it is something that compounds over time. So if you market six properties and six of them don't sell, how the heck are you going to have money to market the seventh? Yeah. Right? And it's real important to let your sellers get, give that range, like give that range up front and tell them, you know, Hey, if you see offers between, you know, 360 and 395, you need to take these seriously. This is within the market, you know, the standard right now. So this, oh, yeah. this is what, yeah. So if you see anything in that range, you've got to take it seriously. And if they're not taking offers in that range, I'm walking. I mean, that's, it's just me because I'm going to keep spending money and throwing money at it and, and it's not going to convert for me. Yeah. And you know what? That's, that's definitely one of the conversations that I've had. And I've actually, crazy part is, is I, I, I went back because I was talking to somebody at my office about like what they would do. And they're like, well, didn't you write this in the listing agreement that you'll do a price reduction? I'm like, you know what? As a matter of fact, shit, I did. Yeah. And I went back and I'm like, guys, I told you we should be listing between 360, 380. We list, you know, we went back and forth. We agreed to list at 395. Then you called me later that night at 420. I said, I'll do it. But this listing agreement needs to have a 20K price cut within the first four weeks max if we don't have the activity, um, aka three to five showings a week. And guess what? I mean, can I drop it? In theory, I can. But it's going to be, you know, this, this, this property has now been on the market for three and a half months. And some people are going to be like, oh, my God, that's so long. I'm like, condos in this neighborhood sell within 67 days. So it's not that it's long. We're just a little bit higher than what the average days of market for this neighborhood is, which is fine. But now I'm getting to this point where it's like, okay, we need to go find another property. Nobody wants to actually even consider taking our property or taking our offer because our property is not under contract. So when yeah. we're talking about nurturing past clients and past relationships, we got to also talk about nurturing the current clients and setting the right expectations. Because yeah. when you set your expectations with you know the marketing that we talked about in topic one and the experience in topic two, it also carries over into topic three, which is what happens after the sale or what happens during the sale, right? Because if you take care of them on the buy side, they're going to eventually come and sell. They're going to expect... If you stayed same, in touch. Yeah, that's if you stay in touch. That's right. Which is which is why nurturing past clients really means a whole lot more. And I, really what I love what you're talking about here is you have a system, you have a tool that you utilize. What 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 is the tool? Is it like readily available or is it brokerage specific? Yeah. yeah, no, just readily available for anybody. Yeah, and I'm sure you can just go on Google and type in 
I don't know. I know like Mailbox Power is one of them. They should sponsor the episode, right? Um, it's like it's like a really good tool that I know people have used before. What's another one? Like um, send out cards. I think they have yeah. some tools and gifts. So there, so there's the two. You know, whether you use them or not, there's some are better, some are worse. You have to modify them. I have one of those great relationships with one of my buddies who has a cook, cookie company, and we are sending local cookies to people during certain different time frames and they're like the best ever at least or maybe i'm biased because i'm a a cookie monster i love cookies right but it can be something as simple as that yeah and you know when you can and, and this is for the agents listening when people are around you in a drivable distance and you can show up with this in personal hand it makes all the difference in the world so, you know, the, the areas that you want to do the most business into try to focus on showing up at their door rather than just sending it in the mail. If it's convenient enough to do it in your travels, I even a lot of times I just keep gifts in my car. And if, when I'm driving around to showings, if I'm passing past clients or something, I just, you know, stop by or drop something by their doorstep um, and then text them and let them know it's there if they're not home. Exactly. Exactly. It's that personal touch, that extra mile that really goes and gets recognized. So, Kim, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to give you the floor. How can people get in touch if they want to buy in Virginia? How Virginia. can they reach West you? Virginia. West Virginia. How can they reach you? <laughs> phone, email, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, so, my website is kimjarooch.com. K-I-M-J-A-R-R-O-U-J.com. And um, all of my information is there, but it's 304-415-7111 or my email, kimjarooj at gmail.com. And I'm on pretty much every social media platform. It's very important across market. So that's uh, another thing. I'm on pretty much everything, LinkedIn, Snap, Facebook, Pinterest, all of it. Facebook I love is where I, I built my bread and butter, but... <laughs> But I, I would have to shoot you a follow. Um, and for everybody listening, highly recommend it. Uh, Kim's got a ton, a ton of value that she spits and shares over there. Um, and then for our surprise segment, as we wrap up today's um, podcast here, I have three rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to your mind, there's no right or wrong answers. And I'm going to just go really quickly. Is that cool? You ready? I'll do my best. Beautiful. Either a person, podcast, uh, book, audio book, whatever you're doing or listening to, to grow your business. To grow my business. Uh, my favorite is Ninja Selling. Beautiful. That's actually a book that I picked up fairly recently. I have yet to open it up. So I may have to uh, prioritize it. I, from a life perspective, A Purpose Driven Life Right Now by Rick Warren is what I'm currently in and absolutely love it. So if anybody is kind of looking for that type of book, um, it'll really help you with your purpose of why we're actually here. Beautiful. Now for our second question is, what's your goal for the next 12 months? So um, with EXP, I I aim for icon every year. That is definitely a goal for me. 
I'm not a huge recruiter. I know that, you know, a lot of people say EXP are the recruiting agents, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I'm not much of a recruiter, but I do attract. So I would like to attract some more agents as I am, you know, in this business. A lot of people see my um, successes and then they want to reach out and see how they can, you know, get there. And and so I'm, I've been enjoying mentoring agents and helping them get to this point, um, especially where I didn't have that guidance coming up. I know how important it is. There you go. I love it. And what do you think is going to be stopping you from accomplishing that? Um, time. Time is the hardest part. I I have four children, you know, a, a husband of 20 years and, um, you know, I'm active in my church and all of that. So, you know, trying to manage everything with their sports and things going on and then trying to manage business. And I'm one person. I have no assistance. I don't have a team. It's just me. Um, so I would say time would be the hardest thing for me to, you know, overcome each day to my goals. That's fair. I love it. So there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show. And for everybody else, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 